Good evening, everybody. It's the Dave Joskow Podcast. I have no idea why I'm playing this. I can't do this. Don't worry. Billy Idol's not dead. Don't worry, everybody. Don't panic. I just like this part. I just like that bass line from the beginning. I just felt like painted. It seems sad, and I'm, you know, I'm not happy today, so... I just felt like opening the show that way. and But don't worry, we've been doing so many tribute shows, you probably were like, oh no, did Billy Idol die? I mean, that's how you usually find out. Well, lately on Facebook, you just find out, R.I.P. Billy Idol, and I'm like, what does that mean? What does it mean? I always want to be the first, and I can't find out. I'm never the first. Well, I think Facebook was around when I, when I died. And came back. Um, people would have said, "R.I.P. Juskow, <laughs> roast in peace." But they didn't, because I came back. And I fooled everybody. But what do you suppose God is keeping me alive for? I really am not sure sometimes. So on that note, we begin today's show. Uh, not a very festive note, but let's face it: it's the the, the beginning of February. Football's over. It's just... This is the time of year that just sucks. I mean, it's boring for everybody. It stinks. It stinks on ice. As Ed McMahon would say in the, the movie Fun with Dick and Jane with Jane Fonda and George Siegel. Now, why do I know that? Because that's the only movie that was around when I was a kid that, you know, I could see that... I mean, it. you know, I'm very bitter today. I'm very angry at the time we grew up. There were, like, no good movies. That's all my dad would talk about. Like, oh, the movies were amazing. Movies sucked back then. They sucked when we were born. Now it's like you have all these awesome kid movies you can go to. Like, every week you can pretty much go to the movie and see another really good movie. Really good movies, you know, that are very entertaining if you're a kid. We had none of that. None of that. I talk about it all the time. I think about it all the time. I mean, if I was a kid, if I was born like when my nieces were born, like, you know, 2000, 2001, 1999, you can go back and watch Back to the Future and be like, oh, my God, this movie's amazing. What could we go back and look? When I was born in the 60s, what could I go back and look at? Oh, uh, this uh, Philip Marlowe stuff is really good. Boy. It's news fast. You can't appreciate a, a movie like Casablanca until you're older. I mean, now I, I really enjoy it, but I didn't see it until I was much older because it was boring. Because movies were boring. Do I like North by Northwest? You bet I do. Now, could I have watched that when I was 15? Absolutely not. I saw The Godfather when I was older, too. That was probably helpful in a way because that movie still rules. And as you know, you know, I'm getting depressed. I'm not getting depressed about the Godfather thing. I'm depressed about the Super Bowl. Things didn't end well for me. I don't even want to talk about it today. You know, I but everything on the Caroline and the Over is the exact opposite. Classic. Classic. And the only reason I bet it, you know, I was always rooting for Peyton Manning so much was because I didn't want to get burned again. Ugh, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. I had everything locked in, the Panthers and the Over. And all day long, I was listening to the radio. They're like, no, nah, I think the Broncos, I think the Broncos. I'm like, what's the matter with these people? Wow. 
And then the line at the end changed from six to five and a half. Then I knew something was really wrong. There was no way I could change it. Everything was locked in. I just had to sit there and take it. I didn't cry, and I didn't leave at halftime. I cried when I got home. I, I got real drunk at the Super Bowl party. Everybody had a good time, but, you know, when I don't, it ruins everybody else's good times. But I really tried to keep it together, even though I knew I was losing. I waited till everybody left. I drove home to the parking garage, then I walked. Then I went to the supermarket, because it was before midnight, and I picked up a tub of chocolate pudding, a tub, and I ate the whole thing. I said, that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to eat an entire tub of chocolate pudding. That's the way I feel. And then I, I could barely sleep because I was like, I was having trouble breathing from just being a fat, disgusting sloth. I deserved that tub of chocolate pudding. I ate half of it. I'm like, well, good for me. I put it down. I was watching TV. I don't know what I was watching. I think I was watching Taxi. That made me feel better. And I taped it. For, it or maybe it was on live. It was on MeTV. You know, that's what I was doing all football week. And they got uh, MeTV as Taxi and Cheers and Mary Tyler Moore on like late. Sunday nights it's perfect because I get depressed and then I'm like well look at that tub it's a, who's going to eat that so I did I ate it I ate the whole damn thing one of those cozy shack tubs you know damn good but you shouldn't be eating that much chocolate pudding I mean is it really bad for you I don't know it's just filling it's filling I don't think it's bad for you it's just filling so I was like <sighs> and then I didn't talk to anybody Monday uh, just so angry, you know. Just I don't have any money problems anymore. I don't care about the gambling stuff, you know. It's just, just want to relax, you know. It's funny. I was going to talk about this later, but let's talk about it now. You know, I get the post every day, and I read it, and I look forward to it. So every day. Leading up to the Super Bowl, all they have is chicken wings, who has the perfect wings, how to make your perfect wings, here's the kind of beer, chips, dip, chicken, lobster, what do you make it for your Super Bowl party, let's just go for it all. And the day after, I mean, I'm talking about starting on Monday, it's very clear, it's all fitness. It's all about eating healthy in the paper. You know, eating healthy signs of a stroke (laughs) they're such dicks but they're smart they know people are going to eat badly during the Super Bowl that's what you do that's the fun and then you got to get back on it now during the Super Bowl for some reason people love giving me very bad news during the Super Bowl I don't know what it is I know it's just a coincidence but I remember when the Patriots played the Eagles my mother told me my uh, dad was dying I was like thanks you couldn't have waited two hours what are you going to do? He did that on purpose. Because he knows, you know, I'm into the Super Bowl. Like, oh, I think I'll ruin his day. And then he died on my sister's birthday. Classic. What a douche. And then uh, my friend Keith Robinson had a stroke. He's a comedian. He's awesome. Real fun guy. And we found out, you know, Rachel uh, texted me and said he had a stroke. He was in the hospital. And our friend Marina from the show, Marina Franklin, is like kind of with him and 
you know, kind of playing the queen bee, but, uh, you know, keeping a lot of the comics out because it's just too... Uh, he's got to rest. He's got to rest. They let Amy Schumer in. Who's that nice? But, uh, yeah, you stroke. You know, he's a little older than me. Uh... So it's just funny. I was just reading, um, you know, the next day. That was Sunday. So on Tuesday in the paper, they have this girl sitting there. I had a heart attack at 31. And you know that happens sometimes. She thought she had the flu. She did all these tests and found out she had a heart attack. You know, you don't. You know, what are you going to do, right? But here's the here's what I what I was bringing up. Five steps to heart health. Quit smoking. Duh. I don't need that to be in the paper. I don't smoke, so I don't have to worry. But duh, if you're reading this and you really want to be healthy and you smoke, don't smoke. Everyone knows that. That is a consistent fact, just like we were talking about. I think that wine is a very good antioxidant, antioxidant, antioxidant. And they never turn on wine and how good it is for you. You know, all the studies that go back and forth, salt is good, salt is bad. Uh, You know, moderate thing of salt is good for you, actually. Meat might be good for you a little bit. No, it's not. It's horrible for you. You know, it, it contains this, it contains that. But wine, they never falter on. Wine is, you know, one cup, of, one glass of wine a day. It's not horrible for you. It's not horrible for you. And they seem to never falter on that. The five helps. Quit smoking. Get active. Duh. Again. Yeah. Everybody knows we got to exercise. Working out for at least 30 minutes a day. Fuck you, five days a week. Who has time for that? Who the fuck has time for that? That's what I'm saying. This is where the money comes in. Watch your weight. Duh, again. Watch your weight. Duh. Know your history. But here, number four, reduce stress. Well, how the hell are you supposed to reduce stretch? Stress. Oh, reduce stress. Psychological stress, like depression, hostility, or loss of a loved one, can also affect the heart. Well, no kidding. And how the hell are you supposed to reduce it? What are you supposed to do? If you have stress, how do you reduce it? I mean, maybe meditation, but how many people do we know? How many people that listen to this broadcast know people that meditate? I only know about Howard Stern. I mean, maybe yoga reduces stress, but people have stress. You hope it goes away. You try and compartmentalize it. You can't get rid of it, reduce stress. Thanks a lot, jerk-offs. And you know what? All these things, five steps to a heart health, you need money. You need money to exercise five times a day. Nobody has time for that because you're out making a living. You need money to eat healthy. That's why poor people eat at McDonald's. You need, it costs a lot of money to eat healthy. There's a place called Dishes here. It's really good food. It's not horrible for you. They make you know really good ingredients, but it's expensive. It's very expensive to eat healthy. And reducing your stress, well, money is always a stress for people. So, you know, having money would reduce stress, you think. I don't know. It just all seems like it's all related somehow, but reduce stress. Yeah, well, thank you so much. I'll try and do that then. I'll try and reduce my stress. I don't know how I'm going to do that. You know how I do it? Drinking. Drinking helps me forget sometimes. Five pre-heart, pro-heart foods. 
Low-fat dairy, fish, avocados, leafy greens, good oils. Well, everybody knows that. I can't believe they print this in the paper. Why don't you let me write for this paper? I'll tell you everything everybody already knows. You know, I don't even know what. Uh, Back to the Future is a good film. You should pay me for writing that for the paper. Back to the Future is really a lot of fun, you know. It's a good film. Godfather's really good. You should should watch it. Because it might reduce stress. Maybe watching a movie like that, well, probably not a movie like that, as long as you know what's going to happen. If you're watching it the first time, you can be totally stressed out. <laughs> you know, like, oh, my God, he's going to kill all those people at the same time. Oh, my God, this is going to you know. But um, you know, now that you watch it, it's almost like comfort food. Put it on in the background. Now, i got to watch this. i got to watch this Godfather epic. Everybody's been talking about it. Godfather epic. Everything about it. I've never seen it. Everybody's talking about it. I'm glad everybody's talking about it because, you know, my show's coming up the 23rd. I'm halfway there. I've got two weeks. Uh, this show comes out Thursday, February 11th. I'm doing a show at the Zinc Bar on 3rd Street, which ironically used to be the Boston Comedy Club where me, Sarah, Louie, Attell, all of us started uh, downstairs with Sun Mountain Cafe. Now it's called the Zinc Bar. I'm going to be performing there because I asked Irene to put together a show for me so I could at least just get on stage for a second and practice just getting on in front of people for the 23rd, and I don't know what's going to happen the 23rd. I don't know who's showing up. I don't know if it's going to be crowded or not crowded. It doesn't really matter. You know, we're giving this one. The dude, the Godfather, will put it together. If it works out well, you know, I'll go balls out to the, the next one. But we'll try this one. I'm, I'm not th- that nervous anymore. I'm kind of glad uh, Artie isn't playing the Godfather because I think I can. I don't know whether I can do it better, but, you know, I can do it in the style that I want to do it. So that makes it better. Let me try it. This will be helpful for me. Let me see what I got here. I'll give you a little sample here. I mean, who am I going to get to play Bonus Era? I don't even know yet. Let me see what I can do. Clearly, you've been working with the... Uh, I'm talking to him. Clearly, you've been working with dead people too long. Seriously, that's, that is a fucked up request. We've known each other for many years, but this, this is the first time you came to me for counsel. The help is this good i don't know whether i'm doing it i'm doing it my way i'm not doing it it's not a great brando it's just the way i want to do it where i think it's the funniest i can't remember the last time you invited me to your house for a cup of coffee even though my wife is godmother to your only child well i was going to invite you over but your wife told me you're not the big coffee drinker that is true but i, I really do think you're missing the point funny stuff What's the point? I was busy. You were busy. It happens. I was a little busy, but let's let's be frank here. You you never wanted my friendship. And you, you were afraid of being my dad. Let me get to the um. What else, Sarah? What 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 have I ever done to make you treat me so disrespectfully? Well, you murder and extort people, and you're kind of a bully. That's true. But what else have I done? Like what have you know today? You told me once if you ever saw any of your loved ones in one of my coffins, you'd burn my funeral home to the ground and stuff me in an alligator's ass. Well, that doesn't sound like something I'd say, but I see your point. And Be my friend. Oh, so now you want to be a friend. I mean, what's your deal? I don't know. Is this going to work? I don't care. I'm not upset about that. I do feel that's going to work. I just got to cast it and... There's a lot of work to be done. 
It'll work out, right? February 23rd. Tuesday, February 23rd. That's the date. But if you're around tonight, this comes out Thursday. Be at the Zinc Bar. Me and a bunch of girls. Me and a bunch of whores. Me, Irene, uh, Debbie Shea, who we had on the show before. She's also going to be in the Godfather thing. I just asked her. My friend Lawrence goes, you got to get somebody completely monotone and white to, to play Kay Adams, which I don't really care about. I wanted Rachel to play it because I don't care, but... The first person I thought was Debbie, because I don't know if you remember an old podcast we did about a year ago, and she was so quiet and so very vanilla, but she's very funny, and I don't know. Hopefully, she'll do a good job. Hopefully, she can read from a script. It doesn't really matter. The key will be Al Pacino, and having her back from that guy playing Al Pacino. I mean, this guy, Craig Guest, does an unbelievable Al Pacino. It's going to be completely worth it. He'll be much better as we move on to where there's more Al Pacino stuff, because he's, he's really funny. So, I don't know. I mean, I got I got some... Uh, I don't even know what material I'm going to do. I mean, I got to come up with something, right? I don't know. For some reason, I keep thinking about Billy Joel's kid. That's what I want to talk about. Like, Alexa Ray Joel. Oh, wait. That's right. I can't say Alexa. Shit. See, the, thing, the echo went on. Anyway, I've been thinking about her. It's like... I mean... Like, Billy Joel just had another kid. And now I feel extra bad for her because it's like it's already a nightmare for her. She did not get Christy Brinkley's look. She did not get Billy Joel's talent. Right there, you want to kill yourself. Why wouldn't you? If anybody has a good reason to kill yourself, it would be. I'm not, I can't say Alexa. I can't say Alexa. It would be uh, Billy Joel's daughter. Because what could be more depressing, you know, than that? And she did try to kill herself, even though they say, no, no, it was medication, it was this, it was that. We know what it was. She wrote a song. She had her album. She came out with an album, I guess, when she was 20, I don't know. They tried to make a big deal about it, but it's horrible. And the first song is called Notice Me. Hello? Notice Me? No, no, I don't think she, uh, she doesn't have a problem with that. Of course she has a problem with it. She's a mess. Um... I got very fortunate. I have my dad's talent and my mother's looks. <laughs> I meant that was a disaster. I would have preferred to have Christy Brinkley's looks. Who's still so hot. It's unbelievable. And that's got to make her kid even worse. My mom is still hotter than me at 60. That's completely unfair. She probably doesn't even take into consideration. She probably never has to work ever so that's pretty good I don't know I'll just talk like that right what else am I going to do what else am I going to do what am I going to do where are you going to go what are you doing anyway Friday night uh, Artie was playing at the stress factory so I'm talking to a friend she goes you know every Valentine's Day or something once a year we go to the Princeton Hyatt Catch a Rising Star we go to the Hyatt we go to the hotel we go to the Catch a Rising Star there. I, I performed the Princeton Catch a Rising Star 20 years ago it's a comedy club there in Princeton beautiful I love it and uh, so weird so I looked up who was going to be there see if I know anybody and it's this guy I, I can't imagine he's a headline I mean technically I, there's no way I can't headline there even not doing comedy for the past two years because I've seen the acts they have. And it is not good. So, anyway, I see this past weekend the heiresses of comedy. The heiresses of comedy. 
Sheba Mason. I couldn't believe she was got booked anywhere. You know, we talk about her on the show. Sheba Mason. Jackie Mason's daughter. Jackie Mason. Sheba Mason. I can't even believe she got booked anywhere because I sent a note telling everybody, I do not, this is not my daughter. I don't want to have anything to do with it. Unfortunately, she looks just like me. Now, there's somebody who was fortunate to get her father's good looks. Oh, my God. There's a great example. Just like Billy Joel's kid. Sheba Mason got uh, got her dad's looks. The poor kid. The poor kid. But she's a delight. Anyway, Don Rickles' daughter, Mindy Rickles. Okay, this is the show. And Jimmy Kimmel's sister, Jill Bryan. Doesn't really fit, does it? You know, should be Sheba Mason, Mindy Rickles. It should be Jill Kimmel. Or Kimmy Kimmel. She should change her name. I guess she's married. So I so I know they're playing there. I'm like, boy, that's brilliant. That's brilliant for Sheba. She was always looking for a place in the world. I'm like, oh my God, that's the perfect thing. Daughters of great comedians. Brilliant. Brilliant. So anyway, I go to the stress factory in New Brunswick to see Artie. Just to support him. He's asked me he asked me to open for him and not interested. Then when I got there, the guy goes, uh, Artie's a little off today. And I'm like, oh, my God, what happened? You know, I'm glad I'm there. But I don't think it was anything unusual. The guy didn't elaborate. And then I went to the dressing room, and everything seemed to be fine. And then he's like, Jessica, can you do some time? Because one of the guys not showing. I'm like, no, stop it. <laughs> Anybody else would be thrilled. And... um so he went, you know, I went to the Late Show. He went on. He's so fat. I love Artie so much, but he's so fat. He doesn't even hold the mic up to his mouth. I could Nobody could hear anything in the back. What he's saying is just, he's so fat, he can't hold his, he only holds his arm up to his stomach with the microphone. So he can't hear what he's, he can't hear any of the material. It's, it's horrible because he's so funny. And I told him later, I'm like, why don't you hold the mic up to your mouth? He goes, oh, I, I don't even know. I don't even know I'm doing it. My manager keeps telling me that. Yeah. I mean, it's like kind of a bummer. You know, everybody's so excited to see him. And and then, he, you know, you can't hear it. It's a big room, Stress Factory. So he gets off. And then those whores from the Harris, the Harris, the heiresses of comedy show up. It was so strange. I was just looking them up online. And then they, ha- then they come in to the dressing room. And we hang out. It was nice to see everybody. Jimmy Kimmel's sister looks good. I didn't recognize her. I said, well, we must have met because I was at a couple of these parties you're talking about. She lost, like, she had that, um, you know, surgery for the gastro thing, uh, the bypass, whatever it is. So she, you know, lost a lot of weight. That's why I didn't recognize her. Lost in her face, too. She looked terrific. I, I, I think we were hitting it off. I'll tell you. Oh, that would be classic. Oh, boy, would I like to go out with her. That'll really stick it to Jimmy. You're dating Juskow? What? Ah, oh, crap. But they were very nice. Mindy Rickles is quite pretty, actually, and uh, but, you know, completely insane, I think, just like Sheba. I think they all are, really. I think they, you know, I think, like Alexa Ray Joel, they, uh, they got a lot of issues, you know? They, a lot of them look like their dads or their moms, but, but, but they did not get the talent. They did not get the talent. So bad show but you know it's also brilliant because it would you know who wouldn't go to see that once as long as it's not too pricey 
And then they traveled all the way to New Brunswick. Oh, Artie's playing. Let's go see him because they want to they network. They want to schmooze because they're going to have to. And they all live in different parts of the country. Mindy Rickles lives in L.A. Sheba lives here. And uh, Kimmel's uh, sister lives in Arizona. So they're never going to be able to do this again. But we hung out for a little bit, had a drink. And I told Artie, Artie wanted to leave. I said, you want to get something to eat around there? And he goes, no, I want to get out of here as soon as possible. A lot of comics don't, they like playing the club, but they don't like hanging out. They don't like staying at the hotel because that's where Geraldo died. So it spooks them. And somebody like Artie, I can see why it would spook him. Uh, other people have to be normal. Like, I mean, the guy was, you know, he pretty much overdosed. So don't do that. So Artie went home. He's like, why don't you come over? You know, my mother made a whole bunch of food. We could eat that. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll think about it. So he goes in his car, and I stay with the girls for a little bit. And then he texts me, and he's like, are you coming over? I really thought maybe he was just saying it. You know, like, I didn't want to bother him. He's like, are you coming over? I'm like, oh, I'm still here. I don't think I can get to your house till about 2.30 in the morning, you know. And he goes, no, it's cool. I'm up until 5. I have a post-show adrenaline. I can't. I won't go to sleep until 5, 6 o'clock. So definitely come by. And I'm like, uh, okay. So I went to the White Rose system. I got three Cali's with cheese, two cheese fries, and a pork roll egg and cheese to bring over to Artie's house, you know. I'm going to come up to even though he said he had food. I wasn't sure if his producer was there because I know he's been staying there. But it was just me and Artie had already eaten, so I ate the thing and ate one hamburger and fries, contained myself. It was difficult. And uh, then we just talked for like two, three hours. Me and Artie told me some really interesting stuff with Howard and stuff. And we just talked for a long time, you know, not doing any drugs or drinking, just hanging out. It was actually really nice. And then when I left, um, you know, I think he was getting hungry. He's like, where's that pork roll and cheese? Where is it? He was like going through the bag like crazy. And then I left him. I was like, well, I'm going to take off. <laughs> it's like he wouldn't even get up to walk me out. He was like so into that pork roll and cheese. God knows what happened to the other burgers in there. I feel sorry for them. <laughs> but that was a good night. And then um, I left and I went home and then I got up. Went to Jersey and went food shopping in Jersey because, you know, I told you, they closed the supermarket here and I had to cook on Sunday for the Super Bowl. So I went to a nice, clean, big store in Jersey. Oh, man, it is so sweet magic to shop in New Jersey. It is such sweet magic. Just taking your time. There's still douchebags and everything, but you can take your time. Never. I mean, it was a Saturday before the Super Bowl, so there were a lot of douches. But mostly you can just take your time, go up and down every aisle, Oh, I was filling the cart like crazy. I said, this today I'm going to buy frozen foods too, you know, like big portions. They only sell small things here. And, um, you know, I got like a big pizza and stuff that I can use, put in the freezer. Because it was cold enough I could leave it in the car. And because I had to see my uh, nephew and, and the Little Mermaid that my sister directed. Ugh. So I had to do that. I was not looking forward to. But what choice do I have? My sister directed it. My nephew was in it. So the girl that plays Ursula is hot. So I've seen her as Snoopy, and I saw her in Little Women, and she's hot. She's sexy. And she was amazing as Ursula. I don't know The Little Mermaid, but she sounded really good. She had a like, swagger about her. Then she comes out after the play dressed in sweats, and then I realized she was 13. 
<laughs> I, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I guess she just, you know, I can't see very well far away, and I was all the way in the back, and she just gives this sexy attitude. But, yeah, then when you see her, you're like, oh, my God, and she's a 13. What the, what the hell's the matter with me? This is the girl. My nephew's also being the beast and Beauty and the Beast. She's playing the beauty. My nephew gets to kiss her in the next play. I'm so jealous. And it's, her, and it, it's a known fact that this is her first kiss. Isn't that fascinating? My nephew just keeps getting play after play, keeps getting leads. He plays Sebastian in this. It just drives me crazy. I'm so jealous. My sister and I both are. We didn't get any of this stuff. He gets it because he's tall and he can memorize lines. He was good enough. He was good. He sang well. Yeah, great, but he was good, and he just gets a lot of parts because he's tall, I guess. I don't know. Why wasn't I getting I mean, I was more talented. So angry I didn't get a lot of shows in junior high. Of course, his mother is directing, so that I probably would have gotten more. But then his mother's not directing the junior high from the high school play, so he got that. But they might have seen him in all these plays, being the lead. It's completely unacceptable. But he's going to make out with this girl that is so hot. <laughs> I know they're 13, but... So anyway, I asked for a copy of The Little Mermaid because I didn't know the show, and I, I, I was interested, actually, and I watched The Little Mermaid Super Bowl Sunday or when I got home on Saturday. It's interesting. You know, that was the... The Little Mermaid is the thing that got Disney back to its prevalence again if I've used that word correctly um, that was the one that took them out of that's the one if not for the Little Mermaid there'd, there'd be no Star Wars Disney was very close to just losing it all their movies were bad and people were they couldn't seem to make good you know just regular movies not just family movies they, they just w wasn't happening the Little Mermaid brought them back in 89 and it's funny watching it because it's just like a cartoon and not a great one it's not like old-fashioned like Snow White or Peter Pan, which is like really interesting looking. It's just a regular cartoon. It's not the way it is nowadays with really good, clear computer animated stuff. You know, it's just an old-school animation cartoon, and it was pretty good. Uh, I don't know why I needed to see it, I guess. I don't know. That was the best show my sister ever did. Her usual shows suck, but this one wasn't horrid. Um, you could hear everybody, so that was a plus. It wasn't bad. Then we went out for a little dinner. Came home again. Back and forth to Jersey. And then woke up early. Started cooking. I made the individual seven-layer dips. Because somebody requested it. Meanwhile, I know nobody eats it. So I don't know why I made them all. But they're like, you know, so you can double dip. Everybody has their own individual seven-layer dip. And they look nice. Because they're layered. You know, green, white, red, guacamole, sour cream, uh... Salsa. Salsa. And they look good. And they taste it good, too. Refried beans in the bottom. Mm, I have some in the fridge I can eat after this. And then I made spicy chicken lasagna rolls, and everybody said they were amazing. Like, nobody knew I made them. Like, Memo was over there. He's like, wait, you made this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Do you like them? They came out good? They came out really good. You know, I rolled them up myself and everything. It was very exciting. You know, rolling up a little lasagna piece uh, you know with stuffing in it it was uh, you know you feel like a real cook but they came out perfect and everybody was really thrilled they ate a lot of them I was surprised but I, I kept a couple for myself because you know 
what's the point? You know, they, they need something for Wednesday. I need something for after the podcast. If I'm by myself, I'm not going to take myself out for dinner. Well, that would be ridiculous. I guess I'll always try and take out, but myself, sometimes I'll treat myself. I have a little Chinese food after, but anyway, it was pretty good. The Super Bowl sucked. I'm not going to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I can't. I didn't win any of the pools. Oh, that Super Bowl just sucked. I mean, nobody likes it. Everybody likes high scoring, score changes, you know, like the year before with the Patriots and the Seahawks. That was a good one. This one just sucked. I mean, ugh. You know, I, ugh, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. So Monday was just a mess. I was like, you know, maybe I'll just get myself together again on Tuesday. And I did. I went to the Devils game Tuesday because Martin Brodeur was honored. They were retiring his jersey. Raised to the rafters. And it was a great night. Now, I knew I was going to this since they announced the season. All right. So I don't, whenever they announced the schedule, everybody knew February 9th was Marty Brodeur night. So I knew I was going since, you know, April of last year. And I couldn't find anybody to go. I was saying to myself, well, who likes the Devils? I, I can never remember who cares about hockey especially the Devils. I know a lot of Rangers fans, but I can never remember. You know, it's one of those things like when when you see a gift that you want to get somebody, I'm like, oh my God, I got to remember that gift. I'm going to get that for their birthday. And then you can't possibly remember one time their birthday. What was that gift that I saw in the window? I was going to get them and I didn't that day. I knew I should have gotten it. It's like that, you know. I can never remember who likes the Devils and who would appreciate being brought to something like that. So I couldn't find anybody. So I asked Ashley, and she's the best. So she came with me. So I'm sitting there, and I'm, and then I'm like, you know what? Let me. I wonder when the thing is because my favorite thing to do is go to the Devils game now when I'm not with my cousin in the box. Is you know at least I get the uh, the, the platinum lounge. You know, so it's all the free food, and the, the carving station, the whole thing. You know, you relax in there, have a drink. You know, so what I like to do is get there around 6:45. The cl- place clears out. The game starts. I start eating. You know, I got the whole place to myself. And then go out in the second period. You know? So that was my plan. I ate light for lunch. And the plan was to do exactly that. Well, then for some reason I thought, well, wait a minute. How is it going to work? I mean, then I thought, you know, I'll watch the ceremony first. And then I'll go back and eat. And I'll come out for the next, you know, whatever, however it's going to work. So I looked on and I'm like, oh, when do you think the ceremony starts? Well, it turns out it starts at, first of all, it's been going on for four days. I didn't even realize that. It went on for four days. I'm like, I didn't hear anything. And the thing started at 6 o'clock. And I'm like, 6 o'clock? You know, it's already 4.30. And I'm like, I can't make it there by then. I'd have to leave right now. Then I couldn't figure it out. It said 6 o'clock. But then we press tickets. It said 7 o'clock. And then it says the game starts at 8 o'clock. And that's exactly what happened. The thing went for two hours. I had no... I would never have guessed it would have gone for two hours. It went for two hours. About an hour and a half. So, Ashley and I, we hop on the train the... I don't know, we, maybe we made it we were a little early, 5.50. Got to the place about 6.30. You know, then you got off the train, then you got to walk to the place. And I'm like, God, oh, it's not crowded at all. There's no line. There's nothing. This is weird. 
because you got to figure, because we were with people on the train. They're like, wait, it starts at six. They were like us. Well, everybody else knew because when we got there, the place was packed and in silence, listening profusely to uh, whoever was talking. I mean, we couldn't believe it. the place was packed. We were the last ones there. We were the ones that didn't know. So we were walking down while people were talking. And I'm like, should we even walk down? I feel bad. These people are sitting there politely. They're not yelling stuff out. Once we got there, they started yelling stuff out because then the, the ceremony, we didn't miss a thing. And everybody's there. So, um, you know, we got up and they bring on Gary Bettman and that's when everything started. He's the the NHL uh, commissioner and people hate him. Oh my God, they just booed the shit out of him. Wow. They really gave it to him. So then when Lou Laminello, I think that's uh, how you pronounce his name, came up, he was the general manager for all the Stanley Cups and everything. They were like, Lou. And he goes, well, I got, that was a better reception than you got. He was saying that Bettman, you know people he's beloved um and then my cousin talked you know he even got up and spoke which was so exciting but i didn't have the um so it turns out i didn't have the platinum lounge seats because it was such a hot ticket i looked at the ticket i'm looking at it right now right here 391 dollars you know and this was you know row five right by the goal uh you know, I was like, wait, we're not in the Platinum Lounge? It, it were great seats. If, if my cousin didn't own the team, I would have been like, uh, the, they would have been the greatest seats I've ever had. But I'm spoiled. So I'm like, whoa, whoa, well, we're not getting the free food, but I ate like, and actually, I don't know, I, I, I was thinking it was stupid at first, but then she was a genius. Before we left, she went to Dunkin' Donuts, had like a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich or something and ate it on the way. And she's like, well, I'm fine. And I'm like, well, I'm starving. I, I was planning to eat. So we watched the ceremony, and the ceremony was great. You know, Danica, Stevens, and Niedermeyer were there because their rafters the only three up there, and now Brodeur's is up there, and Brodeur's the man. And they were just saying, I mean, 691 wins. Uh, you know, what, what, 691 victories. Uh, remember, we won three Stanley Cups. You know, I know that one. Uh, I, I can do that with my eyes closed. 95, 2000, 2003. And then remember, he bought them to the, you know, uh, only two years ago, three years ago against the Kings, they lost. And then they also went in, I think, 2001. I think they lost to the Avalanche that year. I remember I remember exactly where I was each time. You always find somebody to, to uh, watch with eventually. But yeah, it was um, it was great. He's not a fun guy, but uh, then he spoke in French, which is annoying. You know? But it was a great night. I was so glad to be there. You know, sometimes I forget I'm a Devils fan because, you know, there's so many things that go on. You know, going to the suite, I don't even watch the game sometimes because, you know, I'm eating, I'm showing off, you know, whatever. But let me tell you, my cousin is... This guy, he is... One of the sweetest human beings. You know, when I think about how unlucky my life has been, there's so many, I guess, lucky things that I probably take for granted. The fact that he exists and he's nice to me is is a pretty good deal. He wrote me to I wrote him and I said, Thank you so much for for a wonderful evening. 
the evening was great on so many different levels. It was great for you know the franchise, really great for the franchise, really great for the franchise for the Devils to have some of their to build a statue of this guy. He's the greatest goaltender of all time. I'm pretty sure that's what is going to be the case at this point. He's the greatest goaltender ever, and the Devils have him. And I said, thank you for such a great night. Thank you for including me. Because, I mean, think about the ticket. He didn't have that because the tickets, this was the game. He didn't have enough room in the suite because, you know, the players are there with him. And he was down on the on the thing. And then, you know, the, the, the Platinum Lounge, if my seat was 400 bucks, the people are paying $2,000 for where I usually sit. I mean, the guy on the train told us he came from Long Island. I paid a lot of money for these tickets. I can't believe it's starting at 6. So... For him to even get me the tickets is great. But then when he said an email today, he goes, why didn't you email me or text me? I would have grabbed you, you know, during the game and brought you up. And I'm like, dude, there was no way I was going to bother you today. Now, I've certainly, you know, I've told you I've bothered him, you know, another day. So there was no way I was going to bother him today. He, he had a, a full plate. It was, you know, today was the day the owner of the team has to be there and has to be shaking hands and doing stuff. I'm not going to bother him. Can you believe this guy? He's like, why didn't you email me? I would have come and get you. Bring you up to the suite. I mean, he's, so, he's such a sweet guy. It's unbelievable. I mean, I don't even deserve it. Like I said, his family's nice, you know. I just couldn't even believe it. Because, again, you know, I'm such a douche. <laughs> just the cousin that came out of the woodwork. and You know, I don't know. It was fascinating. And then, so anyway, so here's what happened. I'm starving. Uh, I go to Ashley. I'm like, how, how about this? Because we're waiting. First, we were waiting like 40 minutes till the game starts after the ceremony. We're just sitting there, and I'm like, oh, that cotton candy. I've been waiting to get cotton candy for like three events now at the Nets games. I'm like, oh, that cotton candy looks good. But the guy never comes by, and then I'm embarrassed to get it. Because I don't want to look like uh, George Costanza, you know, the tennis match. Where they're going to be like, look at that guy stuffing his face with an entire spool of cotton candy. But I love cotton candy. It's so it's so entertaining. So Ashley got it for me. The guy was right next to her. She's like, please, I'm getting you a cotton candy. And then I got it. I think there's a picture. I forgot to check today. They made a 360 picture of everybody there is holding up the cotton candy. I got to try and get it. I bet you you can see me with my stupid blue cotton candy. <laughs> I ate almost the whole thing. It was pathetic. And I said, let's just do the. Let's just sit here. We'll watch the first period. Because we're sitting right next to the goal. We never sit that close to the goal. I'm always in the middle. And I really kind of want to see it. So let's sit here. And then after the first period, we'll go to Dinosaur Barbecue right across the street. She like, that's brilliant. Because then I said... Well, I didn't want to spend the money. You know, the best thing about going to the devil is I don't spend a dime. But I'm like, you know, if I got to buy food here like a normal person, I'm going to spend exactly what I'd be spending at Dime Store. I mean, let's say I want to get nachos and a hamburger and a drink. That's going to be $25 or $28. So the dinosaur barbecue, what I got was $17. It was a full meal, and we got to sit down and eat like gentlemen. So that's what we did. Well, first I ate that whole cotton candy. Then I obviously had diarrhea. And, um, you know, we had a really good time. I got a free jar of sauce because Ashley filled out a um, survey. So I got a free jar of sauce. The waitress was cool. And we were able to watch the game sitting in the bar. It was cozy. It was snowing outside. It was, it, it was a beautiful day in downtown Newark. <laughs> I mean, it was a great night. Um you know, do I feel bad leaving after somebody would have spent $400 for the tickets? A little bit. 
They only scored one more goal after we left, and the Devils won, which was great. And um, so we really wouldn't have seen anything near our goal. But I, I was starving. I, I, you know, I, I was getting a headache. I, I planned on eating like a pig in the, you know, around seven o'clock. It was already eight thirty. It was nine o'clock by the time we went to that place. So I don't know. You know, I wanted to get stuff, but God, you hate buying food in those places. It's just too expensive. But when I go to the Nets game, I don't have to because that guy John O always has a ticket, but I like the Buffalo Bites there. Every time I go there, it costs me $22 for a soda and five Buffalo Bites. You know, you know, it's the, it's the principle. So, I mean, it was a super fun time. You know, I'm not going to ever tell him that. I know he doesn't listen to the podcast, so I don't have to worry, but it was a great time. I was really grateful to be there for the ceremony. You know, I am a big Devils fan, and it was exciting to be there for that because that's something I never would have been able to afford to go to or to go to if I didn't have an in, probably, you know. That's something I really would have liked to go to. Something, you know, I wouldn't want to go for a football one. I don't even know who I would go for. Well, let's say they do the same thing for Eli Manning one day. Uh, you know, and I don't care about the Giants or him, but I'm just saying if I did, going to the football stadium to watch it sucks. It just sucks. I hate going to live football games. I love watching it on TV. Just glad it's over. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the story. Morning glory of the uh, Devils. So last night also... Uh, the New Hampshire primaries I was going to say caucuses I really don't know what that is they call it the New Hampshire primaries the Iowa caucuses I'm not sure why uh, Carly Fiorina uh, end, ended her bid hours ago uh, taping this on a Wednesday she's out because she finished really poorly finished in 7th You'd have to think Chris Christie would be next. That guy was really hoping for. He did well in the debates. He was really. I saw him on the Today Show. He's like, "Yeah, we got a good feeling about this." He blew it. Trump killed. Beat the crap out of Cruz and Rubio and any of those other jerk offs, except this other guy, this new guy. I don't never even heard of. And Bernie Sanders beat the crap out of Hillary. But isn't that? They're saying it's like, wow, he really did a number. But isn't isn't that where he's the, either New Hampshire or Vermont? Isn't that where he's the senator? So wouldn't that make sense? I guess you have to see what happens in South Carolina. I don't think Hillary's nervous. But it was a thumping. But isn't that what happens when the person from the actual state that they're in, you know, uh, doesn't, that, doesn't that tend to happen? So this is a bit, you know, it's a very exciting race. So it was fun watching, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff, uh, again, at the Dinosaur Barbecue. It was just so cozy in there. I want to go there all the time now, but, of course, that would be ridiculous. So we were talking about going Valentine's Day. I know, I know. Ashley has a boyfriend now, so it's weird for us to want to go Valentine's Day, but I'm telling you, if you knew her, you just enjoy her company. She's a doll. And I guess her boyfriend's away or something, so we were, they have a game, a devil's game, Valentine's Day. So we might go. My cousin's out. He's going to Disney World, but might go, you know. Have a little brunch there. It's a, it's a matinee. Yeah, have a little brunch. Speaking of Disney, though, um, I was reading again in the paper. There's a girl, Sarah Engel. She's 25. 
She's laid out $14,000 in 17 custom outfits to make her look like Disney royalty, all to fulfill her dream of playing a princess at one of the company's theme parks. So they have all these pictures. She looks, I mean, she really does look like Elsa in Frozen. They have her as uh, Snow White, and they have her as Cinderella. And she looks great. I'm lucky enough to have a friend who is a dress designer, and she works hard to make every dress as perfect as can be. She's from Denver. Engel has, she's a marketing manager, has turned her hobby into a weekend gig, appearing at parties and other things, blah, 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 blah. But her dream is to work at Disney in one of the theme parks. That's her dream. That is a dream that is ridiculously attainable. She's good-looking enough. She's never going to have to worry. And when she finds out what it's like to do that at the parks, it's going to be hilarious because my friend worked there for a summer, and he said they treat you like a bag of shit. (laughs) So I would almost like to follow that story. It would actually make a good documentary. Of course, we'd never be able to do it because they will never show the inside of the Disney stuff, you know. But, boy, that would be a classic when she gets the... um, you know, to find out how it really ends up. Um, but her her dream is to work one day in Disney World as Ariel from The Little Mermaid. I don't know why that particular one. But if that's your dream, it's so attainable, it almost makes me angry. Like, I hate when there's attainable dreams and I can't at- obtain mine. The Carnegie Deli is back. Thank God I've been waiting it's been uh, out for, what is it, it's been a year already? Maybe uh, like nine months? So I couldn't be happier that it's back. You know, I don't go there all the time, but, you know, you when you're ready to go, you want to go. And we had been going a lot just before they closed. Remember, I took my uh, mother there after the show. We were really upset because, you know, she had a, the woman who owns it now, you know, she the husband was cheating. They were siphoning gas from, you know, the other buildings and stuff it's really uh kind of funny I'm, I'm trying to just see when it was um how long it's been away for but i i couldn't be happier they have a picture of the woman who owns it holding the the massive woody allen sandwich you know tongue and uh, corned beef oh it's Pastrami and corned beef stacked four inches high between rye bread slices. It's about twenty nine ninety nine. It's so worth it, though. I always get, you know what I get? You know I get the, I think the corned beef, the ch- what do I get? The, the chopped liver. Oh, sick. It's embarrassing just even as a Jew to eat all that, but it's what I do. Speaking of which, speaking of oh, stuff, Burger King is now, um, they're putting hot dogs on menu for the first time in 62 years. Oh, my God. That's huge news. Uh, they're doing a classic and a chili cheese dog. Say it's the biggest launch since the 70s when they introduced the chicken sandwich. I'll tell you, these guys got to get a hobby. This is the biggest news since the 70s. The grilled dog. It's going to be available starting February 23rd. Oh, no. That's the night of my show. Everybody's going to be going to Burger King and stuff. Ah, crap. Uh, Burger King started experimenting with hot dogs in five cities last year. Can you imagine? They started experimenting. What are you going to experiment with hot dogs for? You're not going to be able to make it any different. 
What are you experimenting for? Like, so what do you think that tastes like? I think this tastes like a hot dog. Do you think this is something you would purchase? If I felt like a hot dog, I believe I'd get a hot dog. Yes. They spend a lot of money on that. Those focus groups. What do you think about hot dogs? I like them. What do you think of Burger King sold hot dogs? I think I would like that. Obviously, I'm going to go there and have one. I need to go to Burger. I haven't been there in a long time. I need a Whopper. I'm in the mood for a Whopper. I don't think anybody goes to Burger King. You know, I'm more of a McDonald's guy. Wendy's, McDonald's, Taco Bell. There's just no Burger Kings around. There's one right where my sister lives, but there's also a Taco Bell there, and I think that usually takes precedence. But I wouldn't mind getting, like, a Whopper and then a chili cheese. What? Oh, my God, this is good. So, as you know, I'm taking my niece to see the Harry Potter play in London. But look at this. The eighth installment of the Harry Potter series, the two-part play, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, that's what I'm taking Dory to, will be published as a book this summer. So they're having the special rehearsal edition script book will be available at midnight July 31st, a day after the Harry Potter play opens in London. Well, that stinks. I don't think I want Dory reading that book before we see it. I think we got to go in fresh. I'm kind of pissed about that, that you can read the book before you see the play. Because you know how people get when they read books. That's why... I usually, I liked the movies so much because I'm not comparing them to any books. And any books I've actually read and then seen the movies, I kind of get disappointed. So I'm hoping I can keep her away. You know, it's going to be hard. Don't read that book. Just see the play first. Let's see the play first. I hope I don't give away stuff. It spends too money for the tickets and flights and all that kind of stuff. I don't want any trouble. Harry Potter 8. Shut up. So, um, box office-wise, they just moved Star Wars Episode Eight. It was supposed to open May 26, 2017, which is the one where Star Wars is always open, except for this one. They opened in uh, around Christmas for some reason. They moved it to December 15th, and nobody knows why. And... Now, Steven Spielberg has a sci-fi film called Ready Player One, which sounds just uh, up our alley. Um, And they're wondering whether he's going to blink and move it or not. Maybe that's why they're doing it. I don't know. I mean, that's... Do they really think that's going to be so great that they got to take... I mean, Star Wars, you can just... I mean, why you open it in December? You can open it in March. It's still going to be unbelievable. Check this out. Star Wars Episode 7. This is all-time worldwide. Worldwide. The biggest movie of all time, as you might know, is from about uh, five years ago, Avatar. Avatar came out of note. Now, lately, I mean, if you look at this uh, list, it's all... 2011 to 2015 everything has been taken over so you know the biggest box office movie of all time uh, for such a long time was uh, I don't know what was it I don't know maybe it was Star Wars who knows but Avatar took over but you know for a long time and it's still number two 
is Titanic. So Titanic held that spot from 97 to 2009. That's amazing. But Titanic, to this day, with all these other movies, is still number two. I mean, think about that. Because look at look at the list of the top ten of all time. Now, Star Wars is already number three of all time. I think we're talking about $2 billion, but I can't tell. Titanic, 2.1. Avatar, 2.7. Now, Star Wars is clearly going to beat Avatar. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's uh, in third place every week still. It's still out there. So it'll beat Avatar, probably. But look at the top 10. I mean, they've all come out recently. So it's a stupid list nowadays. It's like no fun. Avatar, Titanic, Star Wars, 7. Jurassic World, when did that come out? This past summer. Marvel's The Avengers, that's the first one, so that's 2012. The second one is number seven on the list. That came out this past summer. Fast and Furious 7. Okay? Fast and Furious 7. The sixth top grossing movie of all time. Do you think that franchise will ever end? No. And that movie, think about it, sucks. There's nothing to it. Titanic, I can watch a hundred times. Could you really watch the Fast and Furious 7 as much as you could watch Titanic or Star Wars for that matter. Harry Potter, the last one, Harry Potter, the Deathly Hallows Part 2 is number 8. Frozen is number 9. And Iron Man 3, which I've never seen, is number 10 all time worldwide. All movies we've heard of in the past five years. So where's the fun there? Well, the fun comes from when you take into account inflation, and we do this uh, you know, maybe twice a year, when you take into account inflation, the number one movie of all time, and we've talked about this before because it's completely interesting and fascinating. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Ooh, he said a naughty word. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Can you imagine being an audience member? Shocked. I'm shocked. Frankly, I don't give a damn. <gasps> he did not. That was the audience reaction. They said that back then. That's where that term comes from. No, he didn't. All the black people in the audience, you know, in the 1930s. All the black people in the audience. <laughs> oh, no, he did. You know, those theaters were filled with black people in 1939. They were completely allowed to go there. Um, that is the number one movie of all time if you take in inflation. See, this is a much better telling. Because, you know, movies are more expensive and, you know, they're just the way they make money is different. So those statistics aren't any fun anymore the number two movie of all time taking into account inflation is star wars the original star wars so you have 1939 and 1977 now that's a list the sound of music is number three from 1965 et and then number five number five 
is one that's on that actual list, even taking, which is fascinating, even taking into account inflation. Titanic is the number five movie of all time, whether you take into account inflation or whether you just put it on its own. Titanic. That's how you, we're not even, we're forgetting how just ridiculously huge that movie was. It's sick. Then the Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston. Then Jaws, Dr. Shivago, The Exorcist, and Snow White and the Seven Dwarves from 1937. That's the oldest movie there is on this list. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, number 10 of all time, taking into consideration inflation. Fascinating. Steven Spielberg, two of the top 10. But number 11 on that list, Star Wars The Force Awakens, Star Wars 7, is number 11, even taking into consideration inflation. So, you know, wow. I mean, that's amazing. So it really is that big because you can't judge by that list. So you have Titanic and Star Wars, and Star Wars is obviously going to move up on that list. It's going to, you know, that Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, this list that I have right here, the top 10, I read that about a year ago. It was exactly the same. Star Wars is the only new one on this list for inflation in the past couple of years, besides, you know, Titanic in 1997. Look what we got, 1939, 77, 65, 82, 56, 75, 65, 73, 37. 2015, Star Wars, that's the only one. After that, you ready for this? 101 Dalmatians. What? The cartoon, 61. Then The Empire Strikes Back, Ben-Hur. So you got two Charlton Heston movies on here. Think about what a big star he was, right? You forget sometimes. Then Avatar. You know, then you finally have the one, the the all-time gross film of all time, not taking into consideration inflation, is actually 15 if you really look at it this way. Then Return of the Jedi, obviously, all the Star Wars. Jurassic Park, the original from 1993. Then that stupid, horrible Star Wars episode one. It makes me so angry that's not here at all. The Lion King, number 20, The Sting. (laughs) Number 21, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And the only reason I'm going for the uh, top 25 is because number 22, with a bullet, (laughs) The Graduate. Isn't that interesting? The Graduate, the 22nd top grossing movie of all time, taking into consideration uh, inflation. Fantasia, then Jurassic World from this year, and then number 25, our favorite, The Godfather. You'd think it'd be higher. Very surprising, right? The Godfather only at number 25. Very surprising. Uh, you know, I just like that stuff. What can I tell you? So, listen to this though. This is a this is uh, a paragraph that I read off, um, you know, either Variety or Deadspin, whatever the place is called. This is what happens in Hollywood. This is so Hollywood. Everything about this is interesting. Disney's release date. This is what happened because Disney changed Star Wars from May to December. This is how powerful what will probably be the 
the highest grossing box office movie of all time. This is this is how everything is a mess. Not only does Dis- so Dis- not only does Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man Tell Take No Tales take over episode eight's Memorial Day weekend slot. So they're making a Pirates of the Caribbean five, if you can believe this. Oh, I hate those movies. Those movies do not work for me. I saw one. I, I couldn't even stay awake. And it's with Johnny Depp. I mean, it is going to be huge, but why? Oh, my God, they're horrible. Minutes after the Disney's news, Sony, Sony announced it's shifting its Spider-Man reboot to the Pirates' July 7th date. Pirates of the Caribbean was supposed to open on July 7th. Because of Star Wars, it's taken the Memorial Day slot. Spider-Man was supposed to. Now it's going to move to the July 7th date and moved its new Jumani spot, Jumanji, out of its December slot, now darkened by Star Wars, into Spider-Man's previous July 28th spot. In terms of how fast the Sony news was made following Episode 8's move today, there's no such thing as a coincidence. It was announced in February 2015 that Sony and Disney's Marvel were joining forces on that Spider-Man sequel. In addition today, Paramount swapped out Skydance's Terminator 2 on May 19, 2017, the weekend before Pirates 5, with the big screen version of TV's Baywatch. What? Can you believe what I just read? I can't even... I'm still having trouble processing all that information this is what flurry of uh events were triggered by them moving star wars to uh you know december instead of may it's fascinating but how could it not be that way right they're making a big screen version of baywatch how is that included in all this and i mean all the movies i just told you they're all remakes spider-man terminator 2 Jumanji, Pirates of the Caribbean 5. Ironically, the only original thing is Baywatch. Something's got to be done. Look at us. We suck. Look at these movies we're pouring out. It's a nightmare. There's not one original thing I read. That's messed up. Right? It's it's messed up. I don't like that. I'm trying to I'm trying to look at you know all these sequels. It's just so Kung Fu Panda three was the number one box office thing today uh, this week. Kung Fu Panda three. I couldn't be less interested, and that's for like the second week in a row. I mean, it kicked the Revenant's ass. That was number two at forty eight million. Revenant made sixteen million. And then Star Wars, still there with 14 million. Ride Along 2. How is that possible? It's already grossed $72 million. Ride Along 2? Dirty Grandpa, the boy. That looks creepy as hell, but hilarious. Uh, and then uh, my favorite movie, The Fifty Shades of Black. That just looks so funny. It's very smart. Now, that movie has grossed $7 million in two weeks. Seven million dollars, and it only costs five million to make. Brilliant. Fifty Shades of Black. It's a one-joke movie. Costs five million to make. It's already made seven million dollars. Nice. Daddy's Home. Do you remember that movie when that came out? I don't. I, I don't know anybody that saw it. I don't remember hearing anything about it. It looked really funny. Will Will Farrell and uh, Marky Mark. Marky Wahlberg. Right. 
Daddy's home. Totally forgot. Right? If I said daddy's home, you'd be like, all right. Right. Been eight weeks. I never heard a thing about it. Looked funny. It's grossed $143 million. What? How did that happen? Fascinating, right? And then you got your Academy Awards things that are Brooklyn Room Spotlight all in a row. 13, 14, 15. Uh, that rounded up the box office this week. And they're only on there because they got Oscar nods. So... The uh, Super Bowl, I mean, you know, you got to look at these numbers, right, before we go. Super Bowl, 37.7 rating. 37.7. Super Bowl post-game, 35.9. Then the post-post-game, (laughs) 25.4. The Late Show with Stephen Colbert which aired after the Super Bowl. That what they count on, you know, to save a show. Now remember, the Super Bowl's 37, the after show's 35, and the smallest rating they got maybe, uh, you know, a post-post, 25. It's falling, it's falling, it's falling. Stephen Colbert's on right after that, 7.7. 7.7, that's it. That's a major drop-off, but it's still huge. It's still huge, but Wow. Yeah, you think you must have been hoping for more. And then it drops off to the Big Bang Theory, which has a 3.8, which is huge, considering it's almost a four. The Big Bang Theory on Thursday, you know, it's the number one show. 37.7, the Super Bowl, Big Bang, 3.8, and that's a hit. Isn't that fascinating? After that, the X-Files, it's doing well. 2.7. 2.7. American Idol doing very well on its final season. Bachelor, 2.3, 2.2. That Stupid Life in Pieces. The Republican debate on ABC gets a 2.1, number 11 for the week. Super Bowl's greatest commercials. And that show Lucifer, which is on Fox, number 12. It's a great show. I've seen every episode so far. It's fantastic. It's really fun. Really fun. The guy playing Lucifer is fantastic. It's just a lot of fun. I really like it. I look forward to it every week. I'm glad it's doing well. Looks like it'll be renewed. Supergirl still holding steady at 21. Fascinating. Still watch that. Still drives me crazy that I do. I can't help it. Blacklist. Fresh off the boat. Moving back to the top 25. The Flash. The Flash moved up to the top 25 network. I've never seen a CW show do that. 1.4. They had a solid out outing this Tuesday. The Flash. I love The Flash. Wow. Moved a CW show. Cracked the top 25. Do you know how huge that is? Uh, New Girl. And Angel from Hell. I've been watching it every week. Angel from Hell with, uh, you know, what's that lesbian? Uh, one from uh, Glee. You know, I can't think of her name. It's so obvious. Uh, anyway, I've been watching that show every week because the girl in it, the lead girl who... Uh, what's her face helps is hot so I've been watching it can't help it uh, Jane Lynch whew that was gonna torture me all day so uh, yeah I've been watching I've watched Lucifer and Angel from Hell been enjoying it been enjoying the new shows been enjoying some of the new shows you know what I'm talking about kind of went off on Shades of Blue but people tell me I should go back on it I don't know what do you think well, listen, listen. 
listen. Tonight's show was very mellow. I was very upset. I'm very depressed. Uh, sometimes talking through it. This podcast is helpful in that way. Certainly, I don't want to leave you in the lurch. I mean, you know, I didn't want to do a show today. How do you not do a post-Super Bowl show? But I, I'm not doing one because I didn't. Uh... Oh, by the way, I didn't. I didn't bet any of the props because I was so invested in this other thing. So I didn't bet any of the props. Props being, you know, how how long will Lady Gaga sing for? Now, normally, I would bet that. Now the line was two twenty. That's very big, you know. Adina Menzel was only a you know a minute fifty uh, two oh one. I mean that, that that you had to get over, but to bet over and not spend a lot of money, you had to go two twenty. Now Lady Gaga, I timed it, went two twenty one. But I'd heard that my guys and Vegas, they go by what Vegas does, were not paying out because she sang, you know, and the home of the brave. Brave saying brave twice. They're saying brave. The second brave doesn't count. They didn't pay up. What? Oh my god! I would have been so pissed. I would have been like, "Well, that's a quick fifty bucks." I would have been like, "That's a good way to start." But I didn't bet any of that stuff, and I still lost. How pissed am I? But so you know, I don't want to not do the podcast. I know people like it. They count on it, and. uh so I just said, you know, I'll come home, I'll do it. I'll just talk about what I can talk about, and that's all I can do, right? But, yeah, it's been a kind of a depressing week. Also, um, I was supposed to have a date this weekend. I'm going to read you the actual text that I just received. I think this is all I need, you know. Uh, am I going to see you this weekend? She writes, no. <laughs> you don't want to see me. I have too much bad stuff right now. Job crab, cancer, family battle. I can't deal with making plans. I have to go to a meeting now after delaying it for four hours and canceling another one. Not a great week. See you around. Well, she's probably right. I probably don't want to see her. If, uh, sounds like a problem. These are the girls I meet. Lucky me. <laughs> sick of it. I'm sick of it, I tell you. I can't take it, I tell you. There's got to be somebody out there that doesn't have... I mean, listen, again, you know, I guess I got to look at it like, uh, well, maybe my life ain't that bad. I don't have cancer yet. But, uh, yeah, I guess I got to look at everything different, right? You know, it's, uh, it's not horrible. I don't have cancer. I'm doing a show, doing a couple of shows. Got the podcast. Got you lovely people that listen to the podcast. Things aren't horrible, right? I've got my girl. I mean, it's not horrible. Things will pick up. It's just February. It's dark early still. Things will get better again, right? They will. Hey, we'll see. Listen, tomorrow I'm doing a show. I'm sure I'll be happy after because it's you know there's not a lot of pressure. And once I do that other show, I'm sure I'll be happy. We'll have a good podcast. Maybe we'll have people on from the show. Um... Everything will be fine. It'll all work out. You'll see. So, I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? I got to do the Goodfellas one, right? We'll just end the way we started. See, this is the line I like, the little bass line. I'm going to play that over and over again. The next time you hear that again, you know I'm going to be like, oh, it's a mellow show. Uh, if I want to listen. 
Uh, uh, the echo just went off again. I must have said Alexa or something or something that sounds like it. She's driving me crazy. You know, that Amazon Echo. You know what I'm talking about, right? Well, that's our show for this week. So, you know, if you see this tonight, you want to come down to the Zinc Bar, me, Irene, Debbie Shea, uh, Rena Zager, all chicks, and myself. <laughs> uh, should be fun. You know, very short show, an hour. Then our friend uh, Diane, who's very hot, ridiculously hot, uh, is going to sing a little jazz action afterwards. And then, of course, February 23rd. Don't forget, Tuesday night, February 23rd, the big show. We'll see. We'll see. What can you do? What can you do? I hope everybody has a great week. It's going to get really chilly this week, and I hope everybody has a good President's Day. A very good President's Day. And I will see you guys next week. I'll let you know how the show goes. And I'm sure I will be much more up. So have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time on the Day of Just Got Podcast. Tonight the light day. Are you someone else tonight?